Welcome to the Respectful Divorce Podcast. If you're considering a divorce, it is important to know that you have options for how you divorce. On the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we explore those options and provide advice from divorce professionals. On today's edition of the Respectful Divorce Podcast, we're talking with members of Collaborative Divorce Illinois. Joining us today are Patrick Markey, a collaborative attorney, Lydia Richardson, a divorce coach and child specialist, and Laura Bear, a divorce financial specialist. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so let, let's start with this question first. Uh, collaborative Divorce Illinois, What what is that? What is this organization that you're a part of? Patrick, do you want to start? Sure, I, I can. Um, collaborative Divorce Illinois, I believe, has been around over 20 years, because I remember attending the 20-year anniversary recently. Uh, And it's an organization made up of family law attorneys that uh, are committed to uh, collaborative practice, mental health professionals um, who are also committed to it, and and financial um, neutrals, such as CPAs or financial planners, uh, who are committed to the process as well. I guess we have several different missions. One of them is to get the word out about collaborative practice and and help other people in the community understand that there are many better ways of getting divorced if you're in that situation. Collaborative divorce is a very family-focused model, and that's kind of one of our main missions. And when I was president of CDI two years ago, one of my at least missions was to try to work more on us providing support to each other. So those of us who do this work, it's really difficult work, it's challenging. And so that's another part of our organization and why we're trying to attract more professionals, less trauma, more job satisfaction, and way better for families all in. You know, you talk about that being difficult work, Lydia. I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard some people say that that sometimes People think that it's just sitting around singing kumbaya, but that's the farthest thing from the truth, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, we would love to sit around and sing kumbaya. That's <laughs> That would get the job done. And I think that many of us are a bit of, you know, cockeyed optimists or at least come from an idealistic place in our hearts. And that's what got us into this work. But it's absolutely gut-wrenching and heartbreaking at times in the way that any split and fracture in a family is. Um, The thing about doing this work is that we get to do it as part of a team, part of a professional team with others that we know are devoted to the same cause. And so it's just as hard, but it means that at least we're all there together as opposed to as a unitary professional trying to do it all. Let's let's kind of explore that a little bit further. And Laura, I'll go to you on on this. Uh, what is it that appealed to you about collaborative? Why did why was this a, uh, something that became part of your work? It it absolutely is something that I've seen work really well for people. Um, divorce is a really difficult situation to be in. Anyway, your entire life is upended, and you need to find a new way forward. And the you know if you do it in a way where you as the couple who is divorcing are in the driver's seat you're not in the courtroom you're not having attorneys tell you what you're going to do you're not having a judge tell you what you're do what you're going to do 
you get to decide your own life and your own future. And I, I really love that aspect of it. I love the opportunity to educate people um, and make them feel like they do have a, a good way forward. Yeah, and, and you sort of see the divorce process from a different perspective because you're looking at the finances. Was there a particular part of the financial world that when you looked at divorce cases, you said this could be done in a better way? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, people are are fighting over assets. You know, the classic story is people spending $60,000 in attorney's fees just to fight over a China set. Um, we avoid all of that kind of conflict here. Um, you know, just being able to envision what things would look like in different scenarios. Um I'm also combating a fair amount of financial illiteracy. Um, usually one party has been handling the finances and the other has not. And that person needs to be brought up to speed during the process so that they can make decisions intelligently instead of having them be made for them. Wow. Uh, Patrick, for you, uh, as someone who spent time in the courtroom uh, doing divorces, what appealed to you? about the collaborative process? Well, I I did, I, I have done a lot of litigation in my life and I, I knew right o very early in my career that there's a better way to do this. I saw a lot of waste in litigation, um, uh, just a, a lot of things that didn't help the parties in any way, but were uh, legally required to do or just things, whether it's status dates or uh, a lot of court motions and drafting, all which are very time intensive and and don't and don't really help anyone in, in the in the short term. Um, so I and and I saw that these litigated cases usually sometimes the day before a trial, everyone would get together and settle the case. Sometimes standing in the in outside the courtroom, and I thought to myself, why didn't we do this in the beginning? Uh, rather than wait till the very end after all this uh, waste happened. So that's why I, I, I really gravitated towards collaborative because I saw it as uh, just, just a better way. Uh, and, and how is your role as an attorney different in the collaborative process versus the litigated process? So I, I think what both Lydia and, and Laura said, collaborative is client-driven. So you're there to help the clients. You're there to guide them, um, but it it really is their process, and um, we're we're there to help. Whereas in the litigation, we're kind of we're telling them what to do, or we're saying this it has to be this way, or you have to do this. The court has ordered you to do this. You have to do that, and uh, so you're you're more of a helper in in the collaborative process and a guide. So, Lydia, uh, as a divorce coach and a child specialist, uh, was there something in particular that appealed to you about collaborative and the work that you were doing? Absolutely. Uh, when I was first kind of out doing practical training while training for my psychology degree, one of my best experiences in a place that I stayed for years was an outpatient clinic working working with children and families, children who had special needs, 
and kind of all myriad, we were one-stop shopping. And that was the piece that so appealed to me. If if a parent had a child with an issue and they came to us, there was a developmental pediatrician on staff. There was a child and adolescent psychiatrist on staff. There was speech therapy, occupational therapy. I was there in the context of behavior work and psychological therapy. I loved that notion of a family in need and in distress being able to come to one place and essentially get or have the access to all that they might need. And that's exactly what I find is what we can offer in a collaborative process. You have a family that's in need, that's in distress, who typically doesn't know well how to navigate a divorce process because who of us would? And and any of us even who are divorced probably didn't do it the way that we ideally wanted to. I know I didn't, I am divorced. So part of what I love about this work is to be able to help families do it in a better way. Um, And the thing about the collaborative process is that you're giving clients professionals with expertise in the specific needs that they have and that need to be fulfilled in order to complete a divorce. So as Laura said, right, having a Laura on the team who can run the financial financials quickly, efficiently, put together scenarios quickly and help people see them in black and white that can be so helpful. Having a mental health professional on the team who can educate you a little bit about your child's development and how divorce may or may not affect them and what might be the best things to do for them. Those are all the things that we can do in a collaborative team. Sometimes we bring in other professionals when needed, but it's not me as a mental health professional trying to advise someone on the law, which would be ridiculous, of course, that would be the Patrick on the team. And it's also not, you know, any of the others trying to advise someone on the best co-parenting plan or what would be the best time sharing plan for their three children of various ages. We leave that to the person who's got that expertise. So you have sort of two hats that you wear in a collaborative process, a divorce coach uh, or a child specialist. You're you don't serve both roles in a collaborative case. Is that right? Actually, I I sometimes do. So very, very often we coaches, I might be brought in as a coach, but if there are young children or or just children, minor children for whom a parenting plan will need to be drafted, I am often then the person tasked to do that with a couple. One of the reasons for that is it's much more financially efficient for the couple to meet with me, one professional, talk with them about coming up with a plan rather than have this happen with two attorneys and or the entire team. So most cases, we we coaches who are also qualified to be the child specialist are, are wearing a bit of a hybrid hat. Uh, so what does it mean to be a child specialist in, a, in the divorce process? Well, I think when I first began this work, the way I identified that was really, again, that we're so family focused. So what I tell a couple when they're interviewing me to potentially come work with them on a case is if there are children involved, even though they, the adults are the person, are the people who will hire me, I really see their children and their family system as my client. And that's always going to be the first and foremost thing that I will bring the clients back to. And especially when the going gets tough, which it can, of course, right? We're negotiating things that matter more to people than anything else. What it means specifically is that sometimes I am giving, you know, education, kind of as Laura said, she educates people on finance. I'm oftentimes educating clients on child development and what may be the best practices for helping their children get through divorce, what will help them as adults be better parents, 
not only through the process, but we're also in a collaborative process are very future focused. And so we often, any of us on the team will say to a client, listen, we're here now for you and we want to serve you the best we can during this process. But we're also thinking ahead to the fact that there will be a, a college graduation, there may be a bar mitzvah, there will be a wedding, there will be family events in your future. And what are those going to look like? What are your goals for how that looks like? Do you want your child having to be agonizing over inviting both of their parents to their wedding because the two of you have been in such conflict? So my role is, is kind of bringing people back to that again and again, and then hopefully providing skills and education to help them navigate it better. Lydia, let's talk a little bit about, more about your role as the financial specialist. Uh, uh, you go through the literacy process of kind of getting people up to speed on their financial position. And then what happens? What do you do from there? So in the beginning of the process, I'm kind of heading up, collecting all of the financial information from both parties. Um, one of the great things about collaborative is we don't have to go through a formal legal process of discovery. Um, you know, people generally will be willing to provide their documents. And really, that's a first sign if we've got a good collaborative case. Um, so, you know, at the beginning of the case, I'm collecting all the financial information, going through it, making sure everybody understands it helping with budgeting, um, because that's going to be part of what they need to submit to the court. Um, but I also like to put an emphasis on this is what your budget is now, but let's spend some time thinking about what your budget will be um, post-divorce so that we can make sure that whatever plan we put into place, you're going to be successful. Um, so I spend a fair amount of time doing that. And then, you know, when it comes time to really get the divorce case done, we've got to pull all of the information together, update um, numbers again, and then figure out exactly mechanically how we're going to divide assets and liabilities and, you know, what mechanically needs to happen. I'm I'm going to suggest, and I, and you the the rest of you may agree or disagree with this, but that that the biggest stress in most divorces is worry about the money, uh, and is is that accurate? Oh, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, definitely the largest source of anxiety I would say for people coming in for sure. I mean, you read headlines all the time about how, you know, women especially are vulnerable post-divorce. They drop into poverty. You know, frequently the the wife ends up with the children and the main, you know, supporting them, um, which is why I like to spend a lot of time look forward looking. So let's look at your budget in the future. Let's look at what this would look like. This particular settlement would look like for you going forward. Patrick, one of the things uh, that we haven't touched on that I think it's important to touch on is that the collaborative process is such that uh, everybody agrees not to go to court. Yeah, no, that's that's correct. And, and one thing I wanted to say, just based on what both Lydia and, and Laura have been saying is it, this is everything they said is just more evidence that a divorce is a lot more than just the law. 
So, and, and that's why collaborative, I think, came to be with involving these other professionals. It's, um, it's not just uh, the law says this and the law says that, or um, it, it's just so much more uh, financial literacy, uh, understanding what kids need. But, um, but yeah, to answer your, your question, um, yeah, you don't, you don't use the court other than to uh, submit an agreement at the end. Um, so uh, we, we do it all on our own, um, whatever professionals and, and parties are involved in the case, we're the ones that need to get it done. And one of the things that, that I love about that, too, is that we're able to work at the couple's pace. So I've been on cases where there's been a mental health crisis, for example, and everything needs to be put on pause for six months. That's okay. That's fine. We can roll with that. We can live with that. So we're we're doing uh, this podcast in advance of uh, Divorce with Respect Week, which is coming up March 4th through 8th. And that's an opportunity for uh, people to do a consultation with um, uh, with any of your professions to kind of talk about their circumstance and their options for how to handle the divorce uh, or someone who's doing that consultation. Uh, is there something that they need to do to prepare for a consultation with you? And Lydia, I'll let you go first on that. I guess I would say on one hand, no, they don't have to prepare anything. They can just show up and, and tell us kind of what's going on and we'll help. Um, I would say in generally, and, and I'm sure Laura would concur because this is part of generally what the financial person is, is trying to get people to do, which is the more prepared you are, the more knowledge you have about your financial situation, as well as if you have children, their situation, the better prepared you will feel. I think to, I just wanted to add to kind of what Patrick and Laura said, part of what makes divorce so difficult is that most people the vast majority, when coming into a divorce, are not in the best place, not emotionally, not cognitively. They're under incredible amounts of stress. Generally, they're also incredibly emotional, whether it's anger, frustration, hurt, usually a combination of all of those things. And so what we know from a neuropsychological perspective and even physiological perspective is that no one in that state is in the optimal state for decision making. And there you are in a situation where the decisions you're being asked to make are lifelong and hugely impactful. And so, as Laura said, the fact that in a collaborative case, we can put things on pause, we can take a break, and we can test things out is so important. And so oftentimes what parents are most overwhelmed by in the process is the notion that, oh, my gosh, I have to come up with a parenting plan and a schedule that's going to last for the next 12 years or, or whatever it might be. And the wonderful thing in this process is that I can say to them, well, let's just think about the next two weeks and let's start with that and we'll test that out and then we see how it goes and if we need to tweak it or not. And so that way we baby step things all along the way. So in terms of Divorce with Respect Week, I would encourage people just come where you are in terms of emotionally, cognitively, you'll get some information and just know that it takes time, it's going to be difficult. But if you get into a collaborative process, you'll have a team of professionals there to support you. Laura, anything you want to add to a consultation with you? Yeah, that that's uh, 
there really isn't a lot of prep that I require either. Um, you know, you would think that coming into the financial person, you'd have to have everything lined up. Um, not the case at all. I I want to spend time finding out what concerns are there um, and, you know, educating folks on really what the collaborative practice is. Um, one of the objections that we get frequently is, oh, all those professionals on the team, that's got to be crazy expensive. And, you know, really my, my counter to that is what Lydia said, you've got a one-stop shop, you've got everything at your disposal. And if you think about a litigated process, your attorney's interests and your interests are not aligned. The attorney is interested in dragging this out as much as possible. There are plenty of attorneys that are the polar opposite of Patrick um, that would love to just start billing you. And that does not happen in the collaborative process. Everybody is um, working to find a workable solution for you. And Patrick, one of the things is that your hourly rate is pro as the attorney is probably higher than the neutral professionals that uh, that are in the case, the, the mental health professional, the child specialist or the financial specialist, right? Yeah, it often is not that I'm like any better than anyone else, but yes, you are, Patrick. <laughs> You're great. <laughs> the market, the market has just set attorney fee rates higher than uh, other rates. So, um, you know, I generally charge what the market charges. I mean, there's a lot of litigators that charge a lot more. Um, and so, uh, yeah, doing, you know, balance sheets at a lower rate or mental health things at a different rate, you know, everything that's been said so far in this podcast are all things that I have to do by myself in a non-collaborative case. I'm the attorney, I'm the financial specialist, I'm the mental health coach, I'm the child specialist. And I mean, just saying that, I think anyone listening would think, wow, you know, I'd probably rather have specialists uh, do the things that they're good at. I mean, think about in a medical profession, you wouldn't want your dermatologist doing, you know, knee surgery on you and just saying that out loud someone's think wow that's a crazy but that's what we do in non-collaborative cases the lawyer wears all the hats and we've learned to do it okay but it, it can just be done a lot better as we've talked about all right well thank you all for joining us today for the respectful divorce podcast uh, a lot of good information that people can get about the collaborative process and um and if someone wants to learn more about Collaborative Divorce Illinois, uh, what website should they go to? It is collaborativedivorceillinois.org. All right. So more information is available there. Uh, if you want to uh, uh, sign up uh, to uh, have a free consultation during Divorce with Respect Week, go to divorcewithrespectweek.com. Uh, you go to the Illinois section where you can find a uh, any of the collaborative professionals uh, available to do that consultation. Once again, a Divorce with Respect Week is March 4th through 8th. I'm Tim Crouch, thanking you for joining us today and reminding you that collaborative divorce is a better way to untie the knots.